Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm Jim Gallagher Jr. I'm your host, and I appreciate you listening to us today. Always, always this is in our eighth season uh, of doing these podcasts, and we've had some great guests on, and we've got a return, uh, a couple of returnees uh, uh, to the podcast. Uh, but first, we'll start with uh, uh, Garrett Runyon, who's the coach at LSU on the women's side, and uh, he's recently been named to the USA Palmer Cup team as the head coach there. And of course, Alexis Rather, his assistant at LSU, is going to be the women's assistant for that USA team. So pretty proud uh, moment for the uh, LSU uh, uh, athletic department and proud of their coaches for sure. But Garrett, uh, SEC Coach of the Year in 2023, uh, has been part of two national championship teams. Uh, first, he was the coach at uh, Nova Southeastern. And uh, he was down there and won the national championship there, then quickly became back up on the men's side at LSU, uh, where he was the assistant before taking over on the women's side. Now in his sixth season uh, as the head coach of the women's side, as I mentioned, uh, a great team, always a top 10 team, has had some great talent in there, very experienced team uh, this year. And I look for them to make a run uh, as you uh, watch them go through uh, to May. And it's now at La Costa where the NCAA championships are be. So uh, it'll be fun to watch this team, very experienced team, as I mentioned. But uh, let's get Garrett on the line. I know you've enjoyed listening to him in the past and I uh, look forward to hearing uh, his thoughts on being coach, uh, named coach of the USA team. Well, it's my pleasure to uh, introduce Mr. Garrett Runyon, the uh, women's coach at LSU and the newly USA Palmer Cup team head coach. Garrett, appreciate you being with us. Thanks, Jim. Happy happy to be on again. Well, that's like number three or four. You're like a veteran. You're like, you know, you're on here all the time with us, so you know how this works. Uh, but how cool is it for you to be named the head coach of the USA Palmer Cup team, knowing, and we'll get into that a little bit, uh, your relationship with Mr. Palmer and Bay Hill and all the years you've known him? Oh, it's, uh, it's extremely cool. I mean, I, Dustin Roberts with the GCAA called me really out of the blue and surprised me. Uh, Dustin and I have known each other for almost 15 years and communicate several times throughout the year about various college golf topics. So when he called, I, I just thought it was business as usual, but he said I was a finalist for the Arnold Palmer Co- Cup coach and, and then had to go through some interviews, but I, I, was, I was very excited. When you got into coaching, I mean, of course, you were a runner-up, I think, three times uh, as an assistant uh, uh, the year on the men's side. Did it ever enter your mind that this is a possibility to be a coach of a USA team? No. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to accomplish and do a lot of some pretty cool things in a relatively short coaching career. And, um, you know, this was um, – it was something that uh, was kind of a far off dream. I mean, my, you know, you mentioned growing up at Bay Hill, my, um, my parents have been a member since 1989 and my dad was actually a photographer, does a lot of photography for Bay Hill. And um, he actually shot the very first Arnold Palmer cup team that was played at Bay Hill. Mm. And there's, there's a picture that hangs in the hallway there. And, um, and, you know, I grew up seeing that. I was, you know, only 12, 13 years old. So I, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew it was a small group of guys and they must have been pretty good and, and knew what I wanted to be part of that one day. And fortunately didn't make it as a player, but excited to make it as a coach. And, you know, I, I just went home after uh, Christmas to see my family and my dad, son and I played. And, and it was cool to walk in the pro shop and have some of the staff like Brian Doran congratulate me and, and things like that. So just just real special and honor to to be able to to be the coach and 
Yeah, it's awesome. Where does this uh, stack up with uh, the accomplishments you had? Like you said, you've only been at this sixth season. That's hard to believe. Sixth season in the women's coach. Where does this stack up with some of the things you've accomplished as a coach? Yeah, I can't believe it's been six years. Um, there there are times when it feels like it just get, getting started, and then there's there's times where it feels like it's been 20 years. The, the days are long, but the years go by fast, right? Um, I, I've been fortunate enough to accomplish and do some pretty cool things in my relatively short coaching career so far. You, you know, national championships, SEC championships, Coach of the Year awards, and, and I'm extremely proud of those. But None of that happens without the players who choose to be at LSU and be on my team. Um, I've been blessed to be around and coach the number one player in the world. Have had players play in previous Arnold Palmer Cups and Curtis Cups, Augusta National Women's Amateur, and and play in majors. And because of their hard work and great play, it's it's helped me be the the next Arnold Palmer coach. And I'm extremely humbled and honored. So yes, this this does rank up near the top in accomplishments for me personally it's it's extra special for me because i grew up at bay hill and and was around mr palmer so it just has a, a little more sentimental value for sure you mentioned growing up there you know what are the same things you learned uh about uh, or from mr palmer that maybe has helped you not only in your playing career but as a coach and, and a dad and a husband and all those things what do you what do you things you've learned from uh, arnold palmer yeah it's, what I learned from Mr. Palmer, I, the, the older I get, uh, the more I appreciate the time around him and, and the more I realize how lucky I was. Uh, mm. I, I have a couple of stories. Some some may not be as appropriate for this podcast, but, you know, he was he was real big on the gentleman side first, uh, making everyone feel special and how you treat people. Um, one thing that's a pet peeve for me is, is wearing hats inside. Mm. I, I'm a. I'm big on that. There's a little sign outside the, 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 the clubhouse that says, gentlemen, please remove your hats before entering. And, and uh, because he was big on that, I'm, I'm big on that. I, I actually worked at Top 100 camp last month, and they had a panel of 12 coaches, and I had my hat off. And I had a parent come up to me after and say, I noticed you were the only coach who took your hat off and asked, why is that? And I told him growing up at Bay Hill around Mr. Palmer just stuck with me, and it's what I do. And a few weeks later, he wrote me a note and said, because of me, he was going to start doing that, too. So I, I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, as for other stories, I, I got one that's probably a little more interesting. But the one, you know, it's the stories. It's more the tips around the putting green and on the range. I think most people have heard him say, you know, swing your swing. He told me I needed to have a system, know why I play well and why I don't. Uh, he told me I needed to have a shot that didn't go right kind of surprised me because I grew up with a lot of people always saying you need to have a shot that didn't go left. Right. I, I, I naturally drew the ball. So I was glad to hear that. Um, that draw would often turn into a hook, but he, he told me, I mean, he opened up and said, he told me when, when he would get nervous and under pressure, he would have a tendency to hook the ball. So he would weaken his left hand and that would help take away the hook and he wouldn't have to try and swing softer or anything like that. Um, you know, putting, putting off the green when it, you're, you're deciding to chip it or putt it, he would always say things like, always hit it harder than you think. Uh, simple stuff, but I still still remember it today, and it works. Um, I guess one, one of the more entertaining stories is I was about 16 years old, and I, I still can't grow a beard very well. It's, uh, <laughs> I, um, you know, if you notice, Mr. Palmer was always clean-shaved, and, and I was about 16 years old. It's the middle of the summer. I come out there. 
and I have a little scruff or, you know, my beard or what I thought was a beard. It was barely a couple whiskers. And <laughs> Mr. Palmer put his arm around me and he said, Garrett, he said, what is this? And he rubs my chin. And I said, Mr. Palmer, I, you know, all confident. I said, that, that's my beard. And he looked at me and he said, son, why would you grow something controlled on your face? And he turned me, <laughs> me to the front. He turned me to the locker room. And at that time, you, you have to be 18 to enter the locker room. And he and he pushes me, kind of shoves me towards the locker room, like, "Hey, go!" And I'm I'm just sitting there, kind of stunned. He walks away, and and head pro Brian Dorn comes up to me, and he goes, "Come on!" And uh, and I went there, and you know, two o'clock in the afternoon on a hot Florida day, I shaved with the you know locker room <laughs> razor. And uh, to this day, it still kind of stuck with me. Uh, I, I've never really gone more than a couple of days without shaving. Uh, I did experiment a little bit, see if I, I did have a beard during COVID. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, those type of things. Um, you know, he was he certainly had the public, but but in the in the locker room and he was a guy's guy. And it was uh, it was pretty cool. That's funny because today's world, he'd, he'd be cringing with all the beards and goatees and all the things exactly. we see now. But uh, you remember the first time you played with him? Um, I, I remember the first time I hit balls next to him. Okay. And then I was playing with Sam Saunders one time, and we were real young. And we were on 18, and I was kind of in between clubs. And he drove up right behind me. And I <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, everybody knows kind of iconic Bay Hill, 18, water right, this and that. And, you know, we were, I was probably 12 or 13 years old, so I'm probably coming in with a three wood. And um, I hit something long up the neck, and it rolls up there. And and he kind of gave me a little smirk and his little signature thumbs up. And um, I, I don't know, I remember that. But um, he, 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 I just remember his handshakes, mm-hmm. you know, strong. He always had a, a glove tan line like everybody's sock tan line it was like because he putted with the glove on and um i just remember he he he'd always let me look at his clubs and i'd pull out a club and they had these leather grips that he would wrap and <laughs> himself spray i don't know what he would spray on it but it, it, you couldn't get your hands off them like and he just had these strong hands and um you know, it, he'd get through it. And he, it. Even playing in the shootout, well, well into his his later years, he he wanted to win, and um and he was competitive. And I just remember on the range, he would, you know, he'd be working on his game and have people at the lodge lodge staying there. They would come up, and he would like, come on, let's go take a picture and this and that. So, um, yeah, like I said, the the older I get, the more I realize how lucky I was. Yeah, that's some pretty cool memories. What do you think the advice he would give you before you head to Ireland? What do you think uh, some of the things he might tell you to do to prepare for going over there? Because it's different golf, obviously, than in the States. Yeah, I mean, um, as for the format, you know, it, it's going to be a challenging. Mixing the guys and the girls in a foreign country, it, it's going to be hard. Uh, maybe I should be asking you what, what <laughs> we should do since – I mean, you were successful in beating Seve on, on – foreign soil that's to me that's all like that's impressive that's that's got to be pretty cool and i would think that's got to rank up near the top in some of your golf accomplishments it is but i had tom watson there telling me hey you can do this i had raymond floyd who was on my team telling me how great i was you know you had all these great players who were telling me how good i was i'm going like and all of a sudden i started believing it and i think that was a big plus for me uh, and then I, you know, as far as beating Seve, I, I didn't have to sleep on it cause I didn't find out till that morning I was playing against him 
uh, when Sam Torrance had to withdraw with a with an infected toe or whatever he had. Is somebody called it a poison toe? But I mean, it it was. It, I think for these players, and I think the uniqueness of this format, and, and we'll get into that in a minute, is it's you are you're mixing the gals and the girls or the gals and the guys together, and that's going to be challenging. You know some of these players, and some of them you don't know their strength, and so that will be a challenge for you but you, you've been around a lot of coaches at LSU some great coaches and you still have some great ones down there what have you learned and what are some of the things you've taken from them that have helped you with your coaching and might even help you as you head to Ireland yeah as for other great coaches at LSU I've certainly been a part of some some interesting and entertaining head coaches meetings with former football coach coach O oh, yeah. and Brian Kelly which which Brian Kelly he loves golf by the way he um our women's coach, uh, Kim Mulkey, and our baseball coach, Jay Johnson, fresh off their national championships. I, I, I'm not scared to talk to them or ask them for their opinion. I, I mean, you have a wealth of knowledge there. So I, I want to use it. Um, Co- coach Mulkey was one of the first to text me after we won the SEC championship. Uh, Brian Kelly will come out and hit balls at our place, and I'll talk to him whenever I can. I think the biggest thing is they are relentless in everything they do. They, they are confident in their process. Everything has a purpose or a reason. They are efficient. Uh, lastly, they, they're mentally tough. I, I think part of that is they've been doing it for so long. They know they believe in what they do, but they've seen so much. But I think they, they have to be to deal with the ridicule and scrutiny of the media and social media and, and, and not letting that affect them or sway their decision making. So um, you, you mentioned the, the confidence part, and that's um, that's one thing I want my players to be. That's a, that's a big thing I, I key in on is, um, is, is having them confident and ready to go. Well, let's talk about for some that aren't familiar. How's the team chosen? Uh, and let's get into a little bit of the format. Yeah, this year, I believe the team will be picked from a committee. It will be picked from a committee. In years past, it's been uh, been from a ranking uh, with, with, with some picks, but I think most of us that have followed college golf kind of know the ranking situation. So it's um, it'll be from a, from a committee, and then um, I think I'll, I'll get one coach's pick. Um, okay. As far as the matchups and formats, it, it, you mentioned it, it's going to be challenging, mixing the girls and the guys. In a foreign country, it's going to be hard, uh, you know. But but I'll do what a little bit of the previous Arnold Palmer Cup coaches have done, and, and that's reach out to me and ask me about my players when when they were selected to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, asking what are their games like, what are their personalities like. So I'll do some of that. I'll I'll ask you know what type of equipment they play, ball they use. Now we got all these TrackMan numbers, stats to to help match up players with a little bit of analytics side, but. But also with the with the personality side, you know, the there's a lot of challenges that go over there, I, you know, and just just trying to I'll, I'll I'll lean in heavy to the other ones that have done it before me. Uh, what has worked? What hasn't worked? You know, our record overseas isn't that great, and I'd like to change that. Have you been to Ireland? Have you played over there? Or been over there? I have been to Ireland, um, in Northern Ireland. I went to Ardglass Golf Club in 2018 for the British girls to recruit. It's uh, it's certainly different from the southeast. Obviously, the the biggest challenges are the terrain and weather, the type of shots needed to play over there, and the ball reacting differently than maybe most parts of the U.S. USA. But I guess the biggest thing is you know taking a team back to the team aspect. Um, I want my team to be tough-minded. You're, you're, 
you're going to get bad bounces, bad lies, could have terrible weather. Uh, you could could not have your clubs show up. That happened to Latana yeah. Stone last year. Um, she played with a makeshift set of clubs. Don't even know if she had all 14 clubs. Wow. Um, was able to win her win her match, and so being able to handle that, accept that, stay positive, and and keep fighting is is really all you can ask for, and, and hope it goes your way at the end. Because La Hinch was supposed to the host in 2020, of course, COVID hit, but uh, so much great history. Founded in 1892 by old Tom Morris, uh, Doctor Alistair McKenzie, in 26 came in. To, to redesign it, but uh, it is a different style of game, and I think that's some great advice to s- send over there because it's different, and, and I don't know how you would prepare over here. I don't know if there's anywhere you could – I mean, I guess you could go to Bandon Dunes or somewhere, but that's not feasible uh, to do that. But uh, the assistant coach is going to be Alexis Rather, who is also your assistant at LSU. Uh, how cool is that that uh, y- y'all get to go in there together and you kind of have coached together, I think, so that will be comfortable from the coaching part, but how cool is it for her to get that honor? Oh, I think it's awesome. I, I think it's awesome that she got the honor. I think it's awesome we get to experience this opportunity together. Um, I, I talked about how, you know, the, the, the players make me look good. Well, Alexis certainly has made me look good, too. Um, couldn't do it without her. She does so many jobs behind the scenes, uh, a lot of thankless jobs. Uh, those jobs that she knows needs to get done and, and does them without complaining. She's been a coach in the sec for a very long time i mean 14 years so i was very excited to see her get selected as the assistant coach very well deserving and and i see her doing the same thing she does same things for the u.s team as she does for lsu Uh, she's a thinker always thinking about what's next what do we need to do to get better tries to think about what i'll need or ask before i even think about it and she's big on the relationship side she truly wants to know the players, take care of them, and wants to see them succeed. And she doesn't have any kids and, and definitely views the eight ladies on our team as her kids. And, and I think she'll do the same for, for Team USA. I think for the team is knowing the history. Are you all going to go over any kind of history or historical moments? I know with uh, when Tom Watson was our captain, of course, we all knew the Ryder Cup history, but he had, he had always brought some things up. Is there anything that maybe, not so much for motivation, but just to, to let these players know how cool it is to be able to go over there and to be representing the USA in the Palmer Cup? Yeah, and that that's one of the tasks I'll, I'll task uh, Alexis with because she's a big history buff. Mm-hmm. She's a big, always curious. So, She'll, anytime we travel, she's always like, oh, this building was this and that, you know, and, and stuff. So she she will definitely – she's already started, actually, kind of preparing a few things. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, anytime you can bring in the history and let people know, I mean, it, it's an honor. It's a big deal. I mean, this is the big deal for college golf. Um, I, I know there are a lot of people that certainly would, would die to be on this team. So – it's um, anytime you can do that and let them know the legacy of Mr. Palmer and, and the opportunity they have and the, to get to go play a historic course, um, it, it, it is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, change gears. Let's talk LSU women's golf for a moment. How would you rate y'all's fall? Second, seventh, a win at the Illini, and fifth at the Alley at uh, my favorite golf course, Old Waver. But how would you uh, rate the fall uh, for, for the uh, LSU women's team? I think it was a solid fall for us. Uh, we were in contention in our first tournament, Yaman's Hall. Um, had some weather issues, and it turned out to be a, a shootout. And sometimes those shootouts are harder to harder to win than, than the hold-on type tournaments. And finishing second, I was pleased with that. 
I would say we did not play up to our standard at Vanderbilt's tournament, even though we, we shot nine under as a team and finished seventh. Just just wasn't as sharp for us. We, we had a nice win at a historic place in Medina. It's mm-hmm. a very strong field, and, and that was fun, you know. That that was a, a good tournament for us. And then the the alley at Old Waverly, we uh, we were missing two of our players that were playing at the World Am. I, I could have scheduled around it, but um, I, I wanted to give some of our players some meaningful rounds. I, I'm proud of the fact that everybody on my team has played in the tournament this fall, and that makes it more competitive for us going into the spring. But overall, I thought our fall season was very solid and, and looking forward towards the spring. Well, you got Ingrid Ledblad back, Latonna Stone. You're a very veteran, experienced team, uh, and, and maybe not played at the NCAA's the way you would have liked the last couple of years. But uh, how does this team approach going into this season, knowing that for some of them it could be their last season, and the expectations? How do they go forward? And you're going to a different golf course at La Costa. Yeah, with, with NCAA's, and actually the SEC championship is is moving locations. It's going to be played at Pelican Golf Club in Bel Air. So I think my my ladies are welcoming to that. We've had success at both at both places. We're 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 one of five one of five schools in the country to have made the top fifteen cut at NCAA's the last three years. I mean, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, they can't say that, but they they won the big one at the end. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, we're the only team in the SEC that has won one match, at least one match, the last three years in the SEC championship. So we've I've always said I don't want a good team. I want a good program. And to have a good program, you got to be consistent and be around it. And we were fortunate enough to win the SEC championship in 2022. Um, and we've been knocking at the door at the NCAAs. It's just so dang hard to, to get that done. So – um, you know, like I said, we, you, you mentioned, we, we do have having an older team this year, learning and, and being able to execute after seeing a place one and only time during a practice round, hopefully will benefit us. Uh, they're, they're looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, we, hopefully they, they know this is it, you know, but last year, Latana and, and Ingrid, whether they were going to turn pro or, or not coming back for their fifth year. They um, there was kind of some wish, but now they know there there is an end date. Um, this is they they can't come back. They, they as much as they want to stay, they they know they got to enter the next chapter of their life. So they're they're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, and I just want to be able to sit there at the end of May and say we did everything we can and, and have no regrets. Did your schedule change knowing that it was maybe moving to La Costa for this season? Um. Not not a ton. I, you know, whenever I build a schedule, the, the last three years, we've had the 7th, 11th, and 15th ranked strength of schedule. Wow. So I, I try and build the hardest schedule we can. I try and touch all four corners of the, of the, of the country to get used to playing on different grasses, to get playing in, in different climates and things like that. The, the hard part is, you know, we, we've been playing very well, so we get invited to these, these big events. So, like, we're going to play two events in, in – um, in South Carolina at the, the Darius Rucker, which we won last year. And that tournament's just as, as strong as a national yeah. championship. And, and on the, uh, on the golf channel, um, we'll go to Melbourne, Florida to play in the moon golf, which, uh, we, we were fortunate enough to win last year. And that, that kind of gives us a similar feel for SECs being in Florida. And, and I try and go back to, I can't always do it, but I try and go back to a hometown of a senior. So, you know, we're, playing in florida latana's from florida 
Um, we have a spring break where we'll try and go out and maybe play a trip out in San Diego to get used to it out there. But, um, you know, a lot of the our schedule, you know, we get invited to some pretty pretty elite events. And, and I want to play against the best every week to really feel out how, how good you are. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you, you got to play well wherever you are and, um, and you got to be ready. So, yeah, our schedule is, is somewhat built around it, but, but also, but also not if that kind of answer doesn't answer it. <laughs> well, no, it answered it. I think the thing that's interesting is even for me is, is the invitations. How far in advance do you find out? And does that schedule, how far do you kind of know? Do you know by the end of this spring what you might be doing in the fall? How far early do those uh, invitations go out? Yeah, so we um, about about a year, sometimes a year and a half, or a little little more. And some of the tournaments, you know, it's it's based off your your finish in that event. So you play an event, and the top top so many get invited automatically get invited back next year. And mm, okay, you don't. So they try and get some fresh teams in there. So uh, about a year, uh, you know, our fall schedule is already set, and then. The next couple months, we'll probably finish up our spring schedule for for the following season. And um, but yeah, now you know with college golf topics, the women's golf is going to the 500 rules. So yeah, there's a of um, a lot of uncertainty with the the new ranking system and 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 what coaches are going to do. Um, I've gone back the last few years and kind of seen our our ranking and all that and. And I'm just I'm not really changing anything. Um, it, it's it's hard to pick a tournament and know the the full field. The field kind of changes, but like I said, if you focus on yourself and and being the best you can be and, and taking care of your business, you'll be all right. Yeah, I think that's going to be the challenge. Is you know everybody trying to understand the ranking system, which I don't know if any of us really do. It'll be different, uh, and, and also that 500 rule, the 50 percent rule. That's going to be that's going to be challenging in the future for coaches making those decisions but uh, one of the cool things and I'm going to ask Alexis when I get her on the podcast is uh, Taylor Riley her uh, mom played Michelle played uh, at LSU of course you had my daughter uh, Kathleen uh, and my wife Sissy played there and my sister played there how cool is that to have and I know you're still a young coach but how cool is that to have some of the players kids come back and that says a lot about your program that they thought of enough about your program to send their kid there Uh, how cool is that to have uh, a former player there Oh, it, it's very cool. Um, you talked about your daughter, Kathleen, obviously, right? So mm-hmm. you're a writer. Um, we got Taylor Riley, who you mentioned her mom playing on tour, but her dad played on tour. Her dad was Tiger Woods's partner in the Ryder Cup, got asked to be his t- uh, partner by Tiger Woods. Not That's pretty cool. Not too many people can say their, their daddy was Tiger Woods's partner in the Ryder Cup. No. So there's the Ryder Cup. And then... My time on the men's side, I, I coached um, David Thompson. There you go. Carter. Yeah, that's so correct. I'm trying, trying to count it up. I, I think that's three three Ryder Cuppers um, dads I have right there, um, which is pretty cool because you guys have all been great. Tech, I can text you guys all the time, any questions, answers, anything like that. Uh, most of the time it's usually about Tennessee football or LSU <laughs> football or are giving you a hard time. Um, and I've appreciated those relationships and I've appreciated the uh, – the banter and the willingness to help and, and do whatever. Cause I think you guys have all, all people know how hard this game is and, and it, it beats you up a little bit more than it, than you get to enjoy the successes. So fostering that uh, confidence, like you mentioned, is, is so important. And, um, 
and it's been awesome. I think it's cool. You like, I think David and Tanya are moving, uh, or Sonia are going to move to uh, Bat Rouge, so you make it to see him. He's, of course, playing championship. Chris is also coaching uh, at San Diego, but I know he spent some time with the gals. They've had to learn some pretty cool things from him. Uh, you know, around the short game, because, man, it was so good. But like you said, he was Tiger Woods' uh, wingman. But that, I know for when Kathleen was there, it was always fun to kind of help out the girls if they had some questions. And, and of course, Sissy was such a good player as well. And it, it is. It's a nice thing to have for your players. But, uh, uh, you know, going forward, uh, when do you guys start? What's the spring look like? And uh, I know you're looking forward to a solid spring. Yeah, we we start classes on January sixteenth, so we'll we'll get going right after uh, or right away. Basically, we'll hopefully most of them have been been working out and and taking care of their bodies. Uh, some of the internationals, I know they've been sending me videos, hitting indoors with the snow and whatnot. We've had um, a few players play some tournaments, uh, the Orlando International AM and and some some other events to kind of stay sharp but we'll we'll leave february 2nd we get right after it leave february 2nd to go to puerto rico um which will be nice get some good weather and 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 go to a nice place and um yeah it, it seems like once the spring starts it, you, you blink and then it's the end of may um but talk back to talking about uh Chris, Chris Riley came in town and, and took a couple of the girls he's like hey can I you mind if I go chipping with you I was like no please <laughs> no go. Well, please yeah <laughs> They all came back, and Latana was like, gee, Chris can chip so good. I'm like, yeah. And I go, what do you – he goes, he would just flip it here. And he goes, it's two feet every time. I was like, yeah, you think – I go, you think he um, ever made it on tour and said, you know what, I, I don't think I, – I think I practiced too much to get here. Like, he, they were just blown away by how good it was. I was like, Chris, you can come – I go, I'll buy you a house right here. Just, you know, take them to the <laughs> tour game every time because they um, – they were kind of blown away by it, which was was pretty fun to see their face. You know, I've talked to Ian Baker Finch. He's worked with some of the uh, LPGA players, and it's interesting because I and I know you've coached both sides, and we've we've talked about this in previous po- podcasts. But you just mentioned it; they're like sponges. They want to learn. There's such a difference. I'm not picking on the guys because uh, I, I know how they can be, and they can be a little bit like I know everything. But it is amazing to see when these gals can see one someone like Chris teach them that. Uh, and, and they're willing to listen. That's got to be one of the rewarding things for you as a coach, too, now that you're on the women's side. Absolutely. I'll pick on the guys. The guy I could have won 10 times on tour, and sometimes the guys won't listen to me. Um, <laughs> it, it, but that's how, like you said, we, you know, we're, we, I guess we mature slower or something, and we, um, you know, we just are a little more cautious, I guess, or, or don't believe anything. We want, we, we think we know it all. But um, yes, the, the women's side, they, they're very appreciative. They, they do want to learn. They, they're very coachable. Um, I, I've certainly enjoyed these last six seasons more than, than I, not that I didn't think I wasn't going to like it, but I, I've certainly enjoyed it a lot more. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun going with them. They, they're competitive. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had, I've had just as many guys cry on me as I've had girls cry on me. And, and <laughs> there's something where, you know, I, I, I may deny it, but I, the, the lot of times the girls are tougher than the guys. And, you know, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's been fun to be on both sides and have, have a kind of a crossover and, and still get my bro time with the guys, but, but be with the ladies. And, um, 
the van ride conversations are certainly diff- a little different, but it's uh, it's been fun. You have talked to other coaches, and I think, and I know because I've spent so much time down there. It is so important for both the men's and the women's programs to have a tight knit, and I think y'all do have that. How important is that, and how rewarding has that been since you've jumped over on the on the other side to the women's side? Oh, I think it's very important. Um, I mean, it's an individual sport, but but you know, when I got videos of the guys watching the Augusta National Women's Amateur, they were not practicing, watching our girls play at, at Augusta and rooting for them um, was, was just awesome. Um, and, you know, we're, the men are hosting regionals this year. And, and I know our team, my ladies have already been asking, when is it? Are we going to come out? Are we going to have practice that day? Or can we go out and watch and stuff? And it, it just, it, it's, it's awesome when you have a, a team and a culture like that that are really pulling for each other. And um, it's, it's uh it certainly doesn't hurt absolutely well i appreciate you spending some time we time has flown by for us we usually uh get in a little bit of an argument disagreement tennessee basketball men's uh, team's really good this year uh that's going to be fun on my side uh but it's always fun to to go back and forth with you i know you always send me some purple and gold pictures and text uh, messages it's either from you or alexis or even my wife so uh and kathleen so i get it from all sides but appreciate spending time with us congratulations on usa palmer cup head coach uh, to you and alexis i'm going to get her on a podcast probably do a separate one with her and uh, just reconfirm all the things you said to make sure you're uh, you're truthful and all the nice things you said about her uh-oh uh-oh well i wouldn't do this job if i couldn't couldn't tease you and and tease my ladies and have a little fun because uh you need to have a little fun to play good absolutely well good luck to the uh, women's team and i appreciate spending some time appreciate it have a good one jim well that was fun uh having garrett back on the podcast uh, gave us a couple good stories with uh, arnold palmer and uh, i know he's proud of what he's accomplished at lsu and he and alexis uh, are going to have a good spring with the LSU women's golf and, of course, on to LaHinch for the USA uh, Palmer Cup team. We wish them all the best. But uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. And uh, once again, uh, thanks for uh, keeping in, uh, keeping up with some of the good stuff uh, in college golf. And we'll, we'll get some more people on here and give their insight. And uh, uh, we want special thanks to uh, Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. And, of course, uh, buy your get your copy of Only One Shot. That's available on Amazon, written by B.J. Trollio. Until next Next time, always got to remember, whether it's life or golf, you may have only one shot. Take advantage of it. All right. Talk to you later. What were you thinking on that play? Take a lap and when you come back, maybe you'll do things my way. Let me tell you why. Don't let things slide. You can live through I'm the cold.